Thank you for plugging in to episode 8, covering week 7 in the SEC. Thanks again. This is Zach. Let's have a great episode. Here we go. Salty SEC fans, I greatly appreciate you plugging in this week. Just want to tell you some really good news. Last week, we were 5-0 and on our predictions, with a lot of the scores we predicted pretty close uh, to the actual scores, at least with some of the point totals. Pretty pleased, pretty uh, excited about that. So we'll just do a quick rundown and let you know how we did. So last week, we predicted uh, LSU winning... 42 to 24 over Utah State. The final ended up being 42 to 6. So we pegged LSU's uh, point total on the button. We also had Florida over Auburn. Our prediction of 23 to 21. The final was 24 to 13. So pretty close. Um, only off by a touchdown for Auburn, um, but only off by a point for Florida. So not too bad. Then we had Missouri. Over Troy, our prediction was 41 to 21. The final was 42 to 10. So we uh, we gave Troy a little bit too much credit, uh, and we're we're kind of not giving Missouri's defense enough credit, I guess. So, but pretty close there. We also had Georgia over Tennessee. Our prediction was 38 to 14. The final was 43 to 14. Georgia over Tennessee. So we pegged Tennessee's number. Uh, and we were only off by five with Georgia. And then finally, we had Ole Miss defeating Vanderbilt 33-20. to That was our prediction. The final was 31-6. to So uh, not quite close on Vanderbilt, but we were pretty close on Ole Miss and their point, uh, point total. So 5-0, that gets us up to 46-11 on the season with our predictions. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And we got some great matchups this weekend, and we're just going to dive right into those. And here we go. So week seven in the SEC, we have South Carolina at Georgia, Mississippi State taking on Tennessee in Knoxville, Alabama plays at Texas A&M, UNLV will visit Vanderbilt, Ole Miss takes on Missouri, Arkansas goes to Lexington to take on Kentucky, and Florida will be at LSU in the match of the week. So that's what we have on this slate for this episode. We first take a look at South Carolina at Georgia. Georgia is favored by 24 in this game. And Georgia owns the series 51-18-2, winning the last four. Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm has been somewhat quiet this season, tossing only eight touchdowns through five games. He did exceed 250 yards passing last week against a weak Tennessee team, as we predicted, but he did not get to three touchdowns. While Georgia has been quiet through the air, their ground game has been stout, with five different running backs accounting for 13 of their 14 rushing touchdowns. Their main back, DeAndre Swift, is averaging 7 yards per carry, while his relief back, Brian Herrian, averages 6.3 per carry. 
Between the two running backs, they account for 711 yards on the ground so far this season. The Bulldogs' defense is led by junior defensive back Mark Webb, who leads the team in solo tackles with 17, has a forced fumble and a pass breakup on his list of accomplishments. Georgia defensively is only surrendering 278.6 yards per contest, with only 59 of that coming via the ground. This defense, led by the defensive mind of head coach Kirby Smart, is downright nasty. South Carolina enters this match coming off a of bye week, which followed a sound win over Kentucky. Freshman quarterback Ryan Helensky is completing 61% of his passes, but for only 6.3 yards per completion. South Carolina's ground game is led by senior Rico Dowdle, who averages 6.6 yards per carry, which is the best of his career. South Carolina's offense is well-balanced, averaging 228.6 yards through the air and 203.8 yards on the ground per contest. Their defense, like most in the SEC, is tough against the run, but still allows an average of 251.8 passing yards per game and surrenders 24.4 points per contest. This salty SEC predicts a Georgia Bulldog victory over South Carolina, 38-13. We next move on to Mississippi State at Tennessee. Mississippi State is favored by 7 in this matchup. The Volunteers of Tennessee have a 28-16 advantage in the series against the Mississippi State Bulldogs, but their last meeting, seven seasons ago, saw the Bulldogs triumphant in a 41-31 win in Starkville. In what feels like the 10th home game for the Tennessee Volunteers this season, the visiting Bulldogs are favored by a touchdown. Freshman quarterback Brian Maurer gave the Vols a bit of an early life against the Bulldogs of Georgia last week before they fell apart. While only completing 43% of his passes in his first collegiate start, Maurer did throw for 303 yards with two touchdowns. He also threw two interceptions and took some brutal sacks. Original starting quarterback for the Vols, Jarrett Guerrero-Tano, is only completing 50% of his passes against SEC competition and has seven touchdowns to four interceptions on the season. Which quarterback starts against Mississippi State could signal which direction this program is taking for the remainder of the season? Starting the freshman, Maurer, will indicate that Coach Pruitt is building toward the future, getting his young quarterback some game experience in what could be described as a lost season. Tennessee running back Ty Chandler was stymied against Georgia's defense last week, but on the season he is averaging 5.0 yards per carry. His two touchdowns, however, show that he's not keeping up with the rest of the backs in the league, and he must be a factor for Tennessee to defend their home turf. Both Tennessee and Mississippi State surrender 28s per game, but the Bulldogs average scoring 30.2 points per game to Tennessee's 23.6. The Bulldogs do so behind a fairly balanced offense with 191.8 yards through the air and 206.2 yards on the ground per game. Mississippi State's running back, Kylan Hill, has rushed for nearly 600 yards this season with five touchdowns, but his only true relief has been freshman quarterback Garrett Schrader, who has rushed for 312 yards on 46 carries. The next closest back is Nick Gibson, who has just 57 yards rushing on the season. With the Bulldogs, it's Kylan or Bust. With that said, I still give the Bulldogs the edge, especially as they come off a of bye week. The salty SEC prediction, Mississippi State 26, Tennessee 17. 
Heading to College Station, we see Alabama taking on the Aggies of Texas A&M. Alabama is favored by 16.5 in this matchup and is 9-2 all-time versus the Aggies, winning the last six in the series. Alabama is led by their junior quarterback, Tua Tungavaloa, who is completing 76% of his passes, averaging 11.6 yards per completion with 23 touchdowns and no interceptions. His 96.5 QBR is currently second in the nation. Many point out Alabama's weak schedule is the reason for Tungavaloa's success, but he's completing 75% of his passes against SEC teams and is actually completing 77.8% of his passes in away games, and this matchup takes place in College Station. Tungavaloa has four NFL-ready wideouts to throw to, the top three combining for 18 of Tungavaloa's 23 passing TDs this season. The tied defense is led by Xavier McKinney, who leads the team with 26 solo tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble. Alabama has some youth and inexperience in their linebacking core, but true freshman linebacker Shane Lee has been a pleasant surprise, participating in 30 tackles and recording one sack. The Aggies are led on offense by junior quarterback Kellen Mond, who is completing 64.6% of his passes, but only 60.4% against top 25 teams. However, he is completing 67.3% of his passes when playing at College Station. He has 10 touchdowns to 4 interceptions this season, and his 72.9 QBR ranks 29th nationally. Mond's favorite target is Jamon Osbon, who has 446 yards receiving this season on 32 receptions. Against top 25 opponents, he averages 12 yards per snag, helping the Aggies' offense move down the field in chunks. Texas A&M running back, freshman Isaiah Spiller, is averaging 6.2 yards per carry on 41 touches so far this season, but averages 8.6 yards per carry when playing at home. However, against top 25 competition, he is only mustering 2.5 yards per touch. Both teams favor the pass over the run, but Alabama is averaging 128 yards more per game on offense than the Aggies, and the Tide's defense allows three points fewer per game than Texas A&M, while the offense puts up nearly 20 points more. The salty SEC prediction, Alabama 48, Texas A&M 24. The Rebels of UNLV will take on Vanderbilt in Nashville this weekend, with Vandy favored by 15. This is the first time these two programs have met on the gridiron, and both teams come into this game with 1-4 records. The Commodores are led offensively by senior running back Kishan Vaughn, who has rushed for 467 yards on 87 carries and has four rushing touchdowns. He also can catch the ball coming out of the backfield, snagging 16 passes for 90 yards. Vanderbilt's defense has not been as tenacious as it has been in recent seasons, but they're getting extraordinary production out of freshman safety Deshaun Jerkins, whose 20 solo tackles lead the team. He also has a pass breakup and a fumble recovery. The Rebels of UNLV have a stud at running back, junior Charles Williams, who averages 8 yards per carry with 6 rushing touchdowns on 529 yards so far this season. UNLV, like a lot of programs lately, has a freshman under center in Kenyon Oblod, whose 15.1 QBR places him at 129th in the nation. 
Needless to say, the Rebels will lean heavily on their ground game to attack the Commodores. Unfortunately for Vandy, their normally SEC-tough defense has languished this season, allowing 211 yards on the ground and 503 yards overall per game. Both teams allow exactly 37.4 points per game, but the Rebels of Nevada-Las Vegas score almost four points more per game than Vandy. For most teams, home field advantage would be a factor, but Vanderbilt unfortunately doesn't offer much of a home field atmosphere. With that said, I still suspect the SEC team prevails, but does not cover the 15-point spread, as UNLV uses its ground game to stay with Vandy. The Salty SEC predicts Vanderbilt 27, UNLV 23. Ole Miss takes on Missouri in Missouri with Missouri being favored by 12 points. Missouri leads the series six games to one, with Ole Miss's single win coming in 1974. The Mizzou quarterback, Kelly Bryant, is having a decent season thus far, completing 65% of his passes for 11 touchdowns, with a 77.6 QBR, good enough for 15th nationally. His completion percentage, however, dips to 57.6 when facing SEC foes. When not airing it out, the Tigers lean on junior running back Larry Roundtree, who gains 5.3 yards per carry, has five touchdowns on the ground, and has improved his pass-blocking skills since last season. The Missouri Tigers average 39 points per game on 456.8 yards of offense per contest. On the opposite sideline, Ole Miss has freshman Matt Corral, taking the snaps, completing 59.6% of his passes, but is completing 66.7% of his passes against conference opponents. He has just four touchdowns, but does only have one interception, thus limiting mistakes. The Rebels' offense will lean on senior running back Scotty Phillips, who averages 4.4 yards per carry with 451 yards on the season and five touchdowns. His average does come down to 3.4 yards per carry when playing away from Oxford. QB Corral does have a reliable target in Elijah Moore. The 5'9 sophomore out of South Florida is averaging 12.8 yards per catch with a total of 460 yards through six games. Both teams defend the run very well, with neither team allowing more than 100 yards rushing per game. Ole Miss, however, allows nearly 160 yards more through the air, which favors Kelly Bryant and the aired-out offense at Missouri. The salty SEC prediction, Missouri 30, Ole Miss 17. Heading to Lexington, Kentucky, we have Arkansas taking on the Wildcats of Kentucky. Kentucky's favored by seven in this game. These two programs come into their eighth all-time meeting sporting matching two and three records. Kentucky has the edge in the series, four games to three, but Arkansas won the last game back in 2012 with a 49-7 route. The Wildcats lost their returning starter at quarterback Terry Wilson earlier in the season due to injury and have turned to Troy transfer Sawyer Smith. Smith has passed for 665 yards in four games, three of which he was the starter. He's tossed more interceptions, five, than touchdowns, four, and his QB rating of 58.4 ranks 67th nationally. Kentucky's leader from last season, Benny Snell, has moved on to the NFL, 
and the Wildcats have replaced Snell with Asim Rose, who has 330 yards on 66 carries. But his two rushing TDs need to be increased in order to help this hurting Kentucky offense. Defensively, the Wildcats are led by sophomore linebacker DeAndre Square, who has 21 solo tackles with one and a half sacks and one interception. Arkansas is posting nearly 60 yards more offensively than Kentucky per game and scoring five points more per game than the Wildcats. The Hogs are led by Texas A&M transfer Nick Starkle, who has seven passing touchdowns on the season, but also has seven interceptions. He's completing 70.7% of his passes against SEC teams, compared to a 61.8% completion percentage overall. Junior running back Rakeem Boyd leads the Razorbacks on the ground, boasting 5.3 yards per carry, with 483 yards on the ground. In away games, however, his yards per carry dropped to 3.9, and he has yet to score a touchdown this season on an opponent's field. Kentucky surrenders more rushing yards to opponents, while Arkansas relinquishes more passing yards. Both teams score almost as many points as they allow, which leads me to believe this game will be competitive and close throughout. The Salty SEC prediction, Kentucky 30, Arkansas 28. Before we move on to the premier game this weekend, which is the LSU Tigers hosting the Florida Gators, we do want to recognize Yellowhammer Creative. Yellowhammer Creative offers quality products that are hand-printed and designed in Birmingham, Alabama. Started in 2009 by designers Brett Forsyth and Brandon Watkins as a means to make concert posters, it has grown to be a multifaceted design and print studio. Please visit yellowhammer.org for gift ideas, t-shirts, concert posters, and much more. That's yellowhammer.org. And now we discuss the game that everyone's talking about this week, which includes the Florida Gators for a second week in a row. Last week, they played in a really tough game against the Auburn Tigers, and their defense led the way, and I suspect that's going to be the case this weekend as well as they visit LSU at home. So we'll just get to it, and hopefully we'll have some really positive results. Hopefully you guys will appreciate this analysis. So the Florida Gators go to Baton Rouge to take on LSU, and LSU is favored by 13.5 points in this game. Not many SEC rivalries measure up to this one, with the series favoring Florida slightly with 33 wins to LSU's 29. The series has been somewhat streaky, with LSU winning four straight at one point, and the Gators winning nine straight from 1988 to 1996. Florida defended their turf last year, winning 27-19 over the Tigers. This game takes place in Baton Rouge at night with the sun going down in the west. When last played at Tiger Stadium, the Gators were victorious, winning 16-10 in a grudge match. This season, however, LSU brings a high-powered scoring machine with their defense taking a step back. On the opposite sideline, Florida brings a salty defense, limiting opponents to 9.5 points per game on just 276 yards of offense. LSU's offense, however, is averaging 147 yards more per game than Florida and 22.3 points more per game than the Gators. 
It's offense versus defense, east versus west, purple and gold versus blue and orange, reptile versus feline. This is Florida at LSU. LSU's defense, while not as fierce as seasons prior, is still limiting teams to less than 100 yards per game on the ground, and the Gators have struggled establishing a running game so far this season. Florida will turn to Kyle Trask, the junior, who has limited collegiate experience, but was vital in assisting the Gators to their win over Auburn last week. Trask has 881 yards through the air, with seven touchdowns to two interceptions, and his 68.8 QBR ranks 43rd nationally. Senior wideout Freddie Swain will be a key target for Trask as Swain averages 20 yards per catch. Away from the swamp, however, his average drops to 14.3 yards per catch. Offensively for the Tigers, senior quarterback Joe Burrow leads the way with 22 touchdowns through the air, second in the SEC, and his 91 QBR is fourth in the country. His completion percentage for the season is 78.4, but is an outstanding 79.5 against top 25 teams. Justin Jefferson, junior wide receiver, is Burrow's favorite target so far this season, snagging 30 catches for 547 yards and 7 touchdowns. Against top 25 teams, he averages 18.1 yards per catch. In order to slow down the high-powered LSU offense, the Gators will need to play ball control and will lean once again on their excellent defense. Led by senior linebacker Jonathan Grenard, who has four sacks, a forced fumble, and an interception, the Gators will seek to apply pressure on Burrow, forcing him out of the pocket and to his left. To do so, however, the Gators' defense of front will need to ensure that they stymie the Tigers' rushing attack and junior defensive lineman Kyrie Campbell could be instrumental in doing just that. He has one forced fumble along with a sack on the season. Meanwhile, Florida's offense will face a tough task moving the ball against LSU's defense. Though the defense has been less of the star this season, it still has talent all over the field, including junior linebacker Jacob Phillips, who has 20 solo tackles and one forced fumble, Junior safety Grant Dilpit doesn't have the wild stats one would expect for a first-round NFL draft pick. However, he is the leader on the defense, directing the team on each snap. He has 12 solo stops to go along with one interception and one pass breakup. LSU hosted Utah State last week in a convincing win, while Florida played a grudge match against the Auburn Tigers. Can the Florida defense put up that same effort a second straight week against a more explosive offense? The salty SEC thinks no. Our prediction in the game of the week, LSU 36, Florida 17. So that will wrap up episode 8, covering week 7 in the SEC. I want to thank you again for plugging in and supporting this podcast. Please take some time to consider contributing uh, the 99 cents per month. That's not too bad. Less than $12 a year. You cannot beat that. But we want to thank Yellowhammer Creative for their support. We want to thank Kadarius for his insight and support. We also want to thank Kadarius' brother, George, for hosting such awesome house parties here in Salt Lake City. And just want to thank all of the Salty SEC fans out there. You guys are great. I appreciate the support. 
and appreciate you guys plugging in and listening each week to this podcast. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy your games. This has been the Salty SEC. I hope you enjoy the time.